This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. On today's PropTech VC Podcast, we have two fantastic entrepreneurs, Susanna and Rubina, who are the co-founders of SOS, a network of smart retail. What that really means is really cool, unlike anything you've ever seen before, vending machines that will completely disrupt the way we think of vending machines today. So Rubina and Susanna, how are you both? We're doing well. Doing great. You guys are venture-backed, and you are in a very exciting space, a space that I would say is ancient, right? How, how did you come to this? Why did you decide to start SOS? Tell us the, the personal story behind this. Sure. So the personal story is that Rabin and I were colleagues in finance on a trading floor um, in a very, you know, very male-dominated segment of finance, FX, and basically, in so many words, I had my period at work, and I needed a product, and you know, for the millionth time, couldn't find one. This is happens all the time to women on the go. And, you know, in that moment of frustration, I marched over to Rubina's desk across the trading floor and I said, like, this is insane. I need to find a quarter. I need to bang on a machine. Or my alternative is to leave the office, waste my time, miss my meeting, be late. And we need to change this. You know, women are climbing the corporate ladder, the fastest growing segment of the workforce. And yet these products that we need every day are still inaccessible. And uh, it's a major inconvenience and a major obstacle for women living their lives. I think the other thing that we quickly realized was women need a lot more than just feminine care products on the go. So from the first moment, we expanded what you know these machines would be selling to include other essentials like skincare and hair care. And of course, as of last year, PPE. So I think the vision that we've had from the beginning was to really create a network of machines that were delivering on-the-go essentials across wellness categories, which is what exists today in the SOS network. When you think about what technology is offering, and you look back to where we came from, and you know, back to where we came from, trekking through villages by horses to get product, right? And then, you know, or waiting for product to arrive, you know, internationally through some, you know, trade or even ships later on. And then you, you think about retail stores and then you think, okay, the only disruption that can happen here is, is e-commerce, right? The ability to look at something on your phone, tap it and Instacart or DoorDash or whatever you want brings it to you. Um, but that's just one way of looking at the world. The other way of looking at the world is, why can't you just turn around in a very close proximity? There it is. You don't have to go downstairs to let the DoorDash person in. There doesn't have to be this whole last mile logistics, right? So, is this the future of retail, or is, is or do you think it's just, or do you think it's, it's really going to be more e-commerce, and this is a niche within uh, the big trend, or is this going to be its own category? So, I think that vending, generally speaking, as an industry, is as you said, very, very outdated. I think that it's an industry that needs to be disrupted because as you mentioned, people need products when they are outside the home, right? There's still not a great delivery mechanism and vehicle to deliver products to people when they're outside the home. And I think these mini marketplaces or mini machines are a really nice vehicle to do that. 
And so long as we can upgrade these machines from the coin-operated payphone model that most people conjure up when you say the word vending into something that's more aligned with consumer preferences, for example, you know, Apple Pay, Google Pay, credit cards should all be acceptable forms of payment at these devices. Those types of upgrades and those types of enhancements and upgrading the user experience and user interface at these devices in our opinion, will really transform adoption for vending in the future. And I think that vending and automated retail in general is really going to meet the modern consumer with like the hyper convenient, just in time, on demand service that we're all you know, growing to expect across every service industry that we touch and we experience. And so again, to your point of the infrastructure behind like uh, last mile logistics and all of the apps that most of us are using these days, uh, the products that you need exactly where you need them is ultimately what SOS is trying to do. And we're trying to be the first you know, major disruptor in this space. I didn't pick an easy business to go after. I mean, you've got hardware involved and we're not talking about, if you look at the spectrum of hardware, right? I'd say, yeah, you got little sensors that you can just peel off and stick somewhere. Then you've got these, you know, slightly bigger sensors that can detect things. And then you've got huge vending machines, right? And of course, then you've got prefab modular homes, but that, that's like not even hardware, that's, that's something different. So you, you're dealing with, it seems like, the production of vending machines, making sure they're designed the way you want, they operate the way you want. There's a software layer involved. You've got to get these big vending machines and you've got to actually get them from place A to B. You've got to service them. I mean, you've got a whole nother level of complexity versus most startups. Why did you go after something so crazy? I think because we're really passionate about the problem we're solving. We right. get really excited about this vision of a world where SOS machines are in every major city and they're connected and speaking to one another and app enabled, the idea of building a proprietary SOS app that would allow a consumer or person to find a machine near them, to have a profile that stores their product preferences so they can find machines near them that hold the products that they wanna try. I think that there's an incredible marketing platform that we can build and there, is a lot of complexity to what we are building, but it also makes it extremely interesting and I think creates a lot of opportunity for us to introduce a new way for brands to connect with consumers and introduce a new expectation that consumers will have when they're outside the home. I think even though this business is born and created out of industries that Rabina and I you know, do not have backgrounds in, from the very beginning, we said the only reason this doesn't exist is because people haven't tried to do it. Right. Like, why not be the team? Why not be the founders who actually say we can do so much better? These machines can look so much nicer. This can be a fun, exciting, engaging moment in your day, as opposed to a relic in the back room collecting dust that looks like a piece of junk. So we just decided that we want to build a world that we'd like to live in and we're doing it. So I think we've seen other, you know, disruptive, amazing companies create, you know, products that, you know, didn't exist or could barely even be imagined. And we're happy to be able to be a company that's doing the same. I don't, vending machines can be anywhere and everywhere, but they're kind of dumb today, the way they operate. And, and even the market segment itself is so fragmented. There are just so many operators, there's been so little consolidation and the revenue per machine tends to be quite small. 
And you know, the, the bulk of what's being sold, often we think of it as snacks and food and beverages and candy, <laughs> right? Uh, I, we don't typically think of PPE, we don't typically think of uh, skincare products and, and, and health and wellness products. So you're reimagining what it means to have a vending machine. And the beauty of this is you're limited by imagination. Wherever you walk, you, you know, you look, where there's high traffic, you could put a vending machine there. What happens then in the future if you achieve your vision? In some ways, like how Amazon achieved this vision, it created this huge, you know, monster of a company. If you achieve your vision, what, what changes in the world? And not, not just for the people you touch as consumers, and do talk about that. What are the business implications? What other industries will be affected? Sounds scary, right? I mean, you, you, it sounds like you'll disrupt retail completely. Why, why go to a retail store if 80% if of the things you need are right there? But we'll, we'll just through sort of the end state. Yeah, so I think that for us, we're pretty focused on this mini moment. So a lot of the products that we're actually selling in our machines are travel size products, and they're intended to address a very specific need, which is this emergency just-in-time miss that you have when you forget a product at the house or you're on route to a meeting and in between meetings, and you just don't have time to pop into a full brick-and-mortar location. And I think for us, we view ourselves as very complementary to brick and mortar. We are a sampling mechanism for brands to get their products into the consumer's hands. And then if the consumer loves the products, which we hope they do, you know, that in turn would lead to a full-size purchase perhaps. So I think whether that happens in a brick and mortar location or on a brand's website, you know, we view ourselves as a really interesting discovery platform for brands. I think for the consumer and the expectation and the kind of vision for them in three, five years time is to really have transformed specifically women's experience when they leave the house, right? I think that for us, what gets us leaning in at the edge of our seats every single day and up every day trying to solve this is we really just wanna build a world that caters to women's needs a little bit better than it does today. Fantastic. And um, walk us a bit through how the industry looks today then. So if, if we're looking at um, the vending machine space, um, how, what, what's the state today? Well, as you know, it's over a $7 billion market, so it's very sizable. And as you correctly pointed out, it's very, very fragmented. So there isn't a vending machine operator that exists today that's really introducing this network effect, which is what we're trying to create in SOS. And I think that is where we are really leaning in and making sure that for our consumer, whether they find a machine at the airport, at a hotel, at a sports stadium, at work, the SOS products and the user experience is consistent and elevated and delightful. And you know, it's, it's estimated that there are um, one third of the world's vending machines are located in the US with 15 million vending machines. So in the US, you've got 5 million vending machines and apparently, you know, only a fraction of that is currently in operation, uh, two million or so. And, and that's where the seven plus billion dollars uh, comes from. So that means the average American adult spends $35 per year on vending machine items. It, it's a market that um, a lot of people want to break into. And there's a, you know, a, a big sort of market to buy and refurbish vending machines. Seems like an easy business, right? One that doesn't scale. Is that, has that been your perception in terms of a, a business someone could start? I think in the traditional sense, I would agree with you. I 
do think that what we're building in SOS is somewhat different. So if I wanted to buy a vending machine and put it in a high traffic location and sell you know, Coke and chips out of that, that's a very different model. And it's a very achievable model for you or I to go introduce. I think that what we're trying to do is, as we've discussed, just very different because there's this entire kind of data effect that we're collecting and technology that we're introducing beyond just the hardware and a curation of products that we introduce as founders into, again, this network of devices. And I think in terms of the business compared to a snack vending machine, um, early days when we founded the company, we obviously tapped into and you know we're researching the vending the vending space and um, a lot of those relationships there's a premium to get in the best most profitable locations for snack vending right so there's a barrier to entry which is actually obtaining the rights to those locations and SOS is uniquely positioned because we are disrupting a space and introducing a category that's an amenity in grade A commercial properties. Uh, we actually are, you know, adding value to the owner, manager, and uh, tenant space that gives us permission to be there. So, in terms of the work that we've done as founders and as a company, we have invested heavily in relationships and networking and building that sort of value prop for the great commercial property owner managers. That actually, you know, is a major barrier to entry to do what we're doing, which is permission to be in these premium you know, high value locations and be the first there. And give us an example of the types of locations that uh, a product like this can scale to. Sure, so I think the business was born, as I mentioned, on a trading floor in a grade A million square foot plus office tower in downtown Boston. And I think the corporate, obviously COVID has impacted some of that go to market significantly in the sense that, you know, the future of the workplace is evolving and, and we're not exactly sure what it's going to look like. but. Um, from the beginning, we've always known that SOS is a network and will be across all of these different premium uh, commercial office space locations, as well as premium retail. Uh, we're seeing a lot of activity and interest in from the franchise sports leagues, MLB, NHL, NBA, um, transit hubs. So think of major, you know, Penn Station, South Station, um, all of the major airports, LAX, uh, JFK. So really thinking of creating this community that is um, everywhere she goes, at work, you know, at play, on the go, traveling with friends, with family, um, but really seeking to have the network meet her where she is.